0: Welcome to the 208th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on November 27th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and fifth percent of this here show with me is the guy who is still digesting a gut full of turkey, Carlos Rodella.
1: Well, I don't think that's true, but... <laughs> did you uh, did you finish digesting? I, I finished digesting A. Uh, B, I had soy nuggets.
0: <laughs> and that's almost and just like turkey.
1: It's like turkey. Um, Tastes like chicken. And stuffing and... Pot- no, I didn't have potatoes. I had stuffing and biscuits and broccoli. So, close, but not, not so close. Did you
0: have this particular dinner all by your lonesome, since we are still under the uh onus of coronavirus or did you did you go anywhere do you have a pod of people you could have with or how did it go for you
1: i need to make that pod thing i don't have that um i have a few people that i see here and there like monthly or something but no it was me me myself and i and my video games and my ps5 you know i did have dinner with the ps5 it's which,
0: big enough to sit in its own chair
1: it pretty much did it, it took up like two chairs actually uh and i was like you need to lose some weight ps5 and it was like oh don't don't body shame me and i was like ps5 (laughs) it's because of that disc drive you put on the side of your belly oh it's got some junk in that
0: trunk with that disc drive although i will say those fins need a trim perhaps but uh
1: and that's a haircut so it's like a haircut and lose a couple pounds
0: ouch ouch
1: weirdly enough that's exactly what i need to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you guys are in the same boat then i guess Uh, yeah folks Tonight is a unusual show. Uh, this topic was sent in to us by a reader, Carlos Rudila. I don't know. What? That's a weird name. I don't know who sent what? this in. You know that
1: guy? I don't. Never heard of him. It sounds like a weird name.
0: Strange name. I don't know who that guy is. But he sent in this request that we do the top games of the PS4 since we are now, as you have you know, has heard us discussing, talking about the PS5. We are transitioning out of the PS4 era. We are leaving. That good machine behind, but before we uh, put the wraps on it, I think we're going to celebrate it a couple more times, and part of that is tonight we're going to be talking about Carlos's top 10 games of the PS4, my top 10 games of the PS4, and I did put this question out to Twitter and our listeners, and we got crazy responses we got so many responses in fact we got so many responses i actually had to recruit my wife to help me tally them all up because it was too many for me to do by myself
1: well you were doing tallying just like in the election
0: i was and i counted and i recounted and then we wrapped it the fuck up and then we moved on (laughs) and then we moved on moved the fuck on so we have your top 10 listeners and i gotta say i think your top 10 will be probably wildly different Uh, than carlos or mine but that's what we've got on tap tonight so we're not going to be talking about new games not talking about games we played just going to be focusing on what we think are our favorite experiences of the ps4 carlos does that sound like a plan to you
1: that sounds good i'm excited to like send off the ps4 uh again not saying that people who have ps4s or ps4 pros you can keep buying games because they're going to keep making them but for us uh especially because we have so many games to review we're going to be reviewing a lot of ps5 games so Here's... Well, you
0: are anyway. I don't, I still haven't gotten a fucking oh, PS5. I can't right. find them anywhere. There's they're not in stock. They're not available. Um I did not put in a pre-order cuz A I wasn't sure I wanted to and B I was broke. And now that I have some cash, they are they are not anywhere to be found. So I don't know when I'm
1: going to get one. Well, it doesn't you know it doesn't matter cuz you review Switch games. Come on, let's that's just be true. honest. That's true. I am Mr. Switch. <laughs>
0: Alright, so that is what we got on tap tonight. I say, uh, let's hit it, Carlos. And since this is your topic, why don't we start off with you? Now, uh, folks, before we get started, just heads up. Uh, I have 10 games, and Carlos has 10 games. Carlos's 10 games are in order, so he's going to be starting with number 10 and working his way up to number 1. For me, I really struggled with this, and it really kind of depended on my mood and what what I was going for. And I had all these criteria in my head, so I have 10 games, but they're not in any particular order. I'm not going to do a number one PS4 game of all time. I will just give you the top ten games that I really like on the PS4 and they're just they're not in order. So just and, keep that in mind.
1: And that's fine because I don't even know if mine are fully in order. I uh full disclosure how I came up with this idea is I just decided to do a YouTube video about it. And we'll put a link in the show notes maybe. Yeah. Brand, we yellowing? can do that. We can do that. Um and so I spent like two hours and just drinking alcohol and like trying to go through <laughs> and make my top ten. And it was hard and difficult. And I swore a lot. Like, I swore more than normal. In a is your number creativity. three Jack Daniels? <laughs> My number one through 10 is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like a weird experience. And so then when I got done with it, I was like, fine, we've, we've, we have we've spent this long. Let's just go and order them, you know? But yeah. I might have been off. So I'll take it with a grain of salt. I'll do it in order. But um, some of these are, you know, can switch around like yours
0: excellent excellent okay cool and when we get to the listener votes um we had one winner that was a winner by a mile there was like such a large gap between the number one and everything else it's pretty fucking clear what you guys think is the best ps4 game Uh, a couple close ones after that and then we'll kind of go from there so they're they're more or less in order uh but just keep in mind carlos in order mine or not and i say let's get started now carlos if you would do us the honor sir what
1: is your number 10 ps4 game Number 10, um, it's a staple. It's Fallout 4. Fallout 4. All right. Why'd you choose that? I mean, it's a strong game. I love the Fallout series. Um, I mean, I can't put it... I can't not put it on my list because it's Fallout. For me, it's one of my favorite, um, you know, genres as well as games and franchises or whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, like, I didn't really, like, like the base building part of it. And they didn't really make you do that a lot. But the rest of the game, it's just Fallout. Like... Again, how can it not be on my list? It's Fallout that I love. I love the turn, well, the kind of real-time turn-based action RPG. And the story wasn't amazing, but I didn't play it for that. I played it to get a hammer, level <laughs> level up said hammer, Mister Melee, and just smash heads off. Um, you know, in video games, it's it's just video game violence, and that's all. You know, and it's just it's more of that. So for me, it's a pretty easy pick. If you have a Fallout game that comes out for your system, it's probably going to make one of my lists.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So that is Fallout 4. Wonderful. Uh, My first game, and again, these are not in order, just whatever came first on my list. Uh, I'll pick one of the biggest ones. Uh, The Last of Us, number one. Uh, I love that game because I think it tells a great story. I know a lot of people kind of go back and forth on the quality of the story and especially about the ending. For me, I felt like it was all very well told. I liked the relationship between the two main characters, Joel and Ellie. I thought that was a good relationship. Um, Felt very real in many points. Uh, I felt the story made sense, uh, more or less. The ending, I thought, was really strong. I know know a lot of people really hate the ending, but for me, it made perfect sense, and I really liked the way that it finished. And I will also say that I chose The Last of Us because the DLC left behind, I think, is one of the finest things I possibly have ever played in my life. Um, I think the handling of the characters in that DLC... Is just phenomenal. It felt so real. It felt so human and so believable. Uh, it was just a wonderful piece of writing that happened to be in a game that I already thought was very good. So I think The Last of Us is great. Although I will say, just a quick side note here: uh, since playing The Last of Us Part Two, I think I like The Last of Us a little less because I feel like it did kind of
1: oh. uh, damage
0: my memories of it a little bit. Uh, I know we talked about that when we discussed it on the show earlier about. Something that comes later, kind of retroactively ruining something that you liked, and I—I feel it a little bit, dude. I—I th- I feel like I like it a little bit less than I used to, which is too bad. It's but- interesting
1: that happens with like even like Netflix shows or like you know a series that you're watching. Yeah, right? I think we talked about in this on this podcast where like you watch like season three of something and you're like, oh no, wait, fuck this show. <laughs>
0: yeah it kind of reminds me of um did you ever watch buffy the vampire slayer did yeah you watch yeah that? yeah totally man me and my wife were so into buffy the vampire slayer when it came out we watched i think all the way up to season six or whatever and then once they brought on like buffy's sister that came out of nowhere and the weirdness that happened in that season we just like totally all of a sudden did not like that show anymore and we never went back to it and it kind of like pooped on the rest of our memories of the show yeah so yeah i think it's possible to retroactively ruin something and i'm glad i didn't finish the last of us two because i feel like i probably would hate both games after that and i didn't want to do that so anyway that aside kind of a tangent there apologize for that but the last of us part one is something that i think is really great i think it's one of my favorite uh ps4 experiences and i still think it's a it's a good ride it's a good ride
1: so last of us is on the list <laughs> number one not number two even just number that, one yeah even with last of us two existing
0: yeah yeah but man woo, that was close okay
1: cool uh carlos let us go to your number nine sir okay my number nine has an asterisk Okay. Already, we're getting into weird things. Uh, okay,
0: caveats. What's that? Why the asterisk?
1: Uh, so it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. I probably played 150 hours, I think, around. You know, like, it's like Witcher 3 style. Like, it's a lot of hours. Yeah. And if you play that game, you know there's a reason because there's tons of loot, there's tons of DLC, and you can just keep going. It's ridiculous. Um, and I really enjoyed Origins, and I like the new approach, which is essentially just like an open-world RPG with kind of random loot and, and it's, i like the system and they always built beautiful worlds the asterisk is because i made this list before valhalla came out so now okay. I, i'm playing valhalla and i like valhalla's story better and i like valhalla's world better and i'm also playing it on ps5 and it looks like i mentioned before ridiculous. so it's difficult i kind of want to put both of those at number nine
0: but if you're playing it on 5, do you feel like the 5-ness of that game is what's really selling Ooh, it to you? you're because, right. You're right. Because there is a PS4 version, and if you were to put Valhalla PS4 next to Odyssey PS4, mm. would that change your listing? Like, take the 5 factor out. Got it.
1: You know what? Asterix is gone.
0: So stick with Odyssey, then? It's just Odyssey, then.
1: We're just doing All PS4 right, cool. straight ps4 odyssey i spent so much time with i love the world they build yeah you're right good 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 call like valhalla will be on ps5's list next year
0: seems like a lock sounds good and actually i'm glad you brought this up because um, i didn't mean to mention this at the beginning of the show and i totally forgot apologies folks so carlos i don't know about you but as far as my list of these games go these are not playstation 4 exclusives i know that some people were like were telling us to make a list of exclusives and i'm like well i don't really want to do that because just because you know i it's like I don't really like a lot of the PlayStation 4 exclusives. I'm not sure if I would have been able to come up with 10 if I was sticking to PS4 exclusives. Mm. So for me, these are things that I played on PS4. They're available on PS4. Maybe a couple of these are available other places, PC, Xbox One, whatever. I'm not going to be that picky. Are you that picky, Carlos? Did no, no,
1: no, no. Did you no. draw that line? No? I no? didn't draw that line in the beginning either. I just, it's like, what, I, what did I play on PS4? And also, um, that being said, I played it on PS4 Pro. Uh, most of them. I think most of them. Uh, okay. And so then that actually was a reason why, um, I was playing it on that system, you know, to get the little bit of HDR right, or whatever, right. you know, so get yeah. that extra juice out of it. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. So just to be clear about that, uh, I don't want anybody writing in afterwards and saying, well, these are not PS4 exclusives. I, I totally get that. That's not what this list is. I mean, I, I that wasn't our goal. So if, if that bothers you, I apologize, but this is going to be the things that we played on PS4 that we loved on PS4. And we're just gonna we're just gonna leave it at that.
1: Yep. Okay. And also, you don't need to apologize, Brett Galloway.
0: Well, you know, sometimes you know, I just just be polite. we love we're, our listeners.
1: We're setting the rules, and it's uh, <laughs> PS4 games we played on the PS4. That's it.
0: That's that's it. That's exactly it. Okay. So you had Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think I've bought that three times, and I haven't played it yet. I gotta play that. Uh, my next game. Oh man, one of my favorite games of all time, easily of all time. It makes its home on the PS4. Helldivers. I love Helldivers so much. I know you're not a fan, and that's totally fine. This is a game that is not for everybody, but it is 1 million percent for me. This is the uh, top-down, third-person squad based like action with friendly fire on all the time super intense level of difficulty it requires a super high level of teamwork and concentration one of the most difficult things i've ever played one of the most frustrating things but also one of the most rewarding and just fucking awesome um played helldivers with my wife and my son and we spent a lot of time just going through it and in fact um i know that there's been some recent dlc that has increased like the level of difficulty which i thought was already pretty tough but My wife and I actually went through the entire game on every single level of difficulty, and we did basically every single thing. Um, The only thing we didn't do was there was an achievement where you had to kill, I think, 100,000 enemies, and I think I got three quarters of the way there, and I just was like, okay, I'm good. I don't don't need to kill 25,000 more enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But other than that, we did, like, literally everything and just, like, totally rinsed that fucking game. We had the best time, and in fact, I love Helldivers so much that it had a custom piece of art made for us uh, as Helldivers. So it's on my it's on my uh, living room wall.
1: Holy shit. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, there's three Helldivers, and it's me, my wife, and my son. And we're like in this action pose. It's an amazing piece of art by my good friend uh, Alex Connolly. I'm just so proud of it. I love that game. I love Helldivers. I wish the developers would do something else. I don't know what they've been doing with their time since then. They kind of vanished off the face of the earth, but... I love Helldivers, Something Fierce. That game is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, for a game you like so much, we should definitely reach out to the developers and say, what's going on? What are you doing next? What's your next game? Uh,
0: you know, I have a while ago, like after I finished everything in Helldivers, I sent them an email and I'm like, hey, you know, this is one of my favorite games of all time. I sent them a picture of the, the art that we had made. I'm like, hey, look at this custom art I did. We love you guys. What's What are you guys working on? And they just didn't really have much to say. So maybe I should reach out to them again. I mean, I thought for sure they'd follow it up with something. They're so
1: talented, but yeah.
0: I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: And by the way, I did not not like that game or wait, I didn't not like that game, <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed it. It just didn't not to the level as you. You're like insanity for it.
0: I am insane. F- a fan of that game. That is absolutely like so. But but to be fair, I had the right setup, right? Like I always had at least one person because my wife was playing with me. And my wife's an awesome player, too. So I always had at least one person around. My son was old enough to play it efficiently. That helped. And the community in this game was great. Like, it was extremely rare that we would find somebody online that was just like a griefer, you know, or like a troll. Yeah. Like, people who play this game for a long time are really good at it, and they want other people to be really good at it. And so we had a lot of really good experiences. I played this one time with this guy who was from, I want to say he was from Taiwan. His name was Chicken Wang, which I thought was funny. Um, he was like a super friendly guy, and he was a fucking ace at this game and Chicken Wang and my son and my wife and I went through some of the hardest shit in this game, and it was just like an amazing time. Yeah. One of probably my favorite multiplayer experiences ever. So that's not easy to replicate, though. That's not the experience everybody's going to have, and I totally get that I was kind of in the pocket for this. So that, that probably helped it. Cool. Carlos, what is your next game? I believe we're up to number, s- number eight for you. Yeah. Number eight.
1: Eight is Outer Worlds.
0: The Outer Worlds. All right. Tell us why you chose this.
1: Yeah, again, uh, you can play this on other systems, but I played it on PS4. Uh, Again, similar to Fallout 4. I mean, if this this developer is going to work on something, I'll play it. And I just love them, and I love the game and the world they built. And uh, this is just up my alley. It's like first person, sound like a broken record, melee, Again, similar to Fallout <laughs> You know Fallout what you 4. like.
0: You got your preferences. You know your pocket. Yeah,
1: and I, I found a, a type of hammer <laughs> in this Oh, my game. God, sir. Did yeah, you really? I, I really did. <laughs> and uh, similar to Fallout, I went and, and and bashed heads in, and but also the story trees and the different decisions you make and just the world, uh, running around in spaceships, going to different uh, planets, each planet really feeling different and distinct, and the colors were really wonderful. And again, on the PS4 Pro, it looked amazing. Uh, that's before I had a PS5, and now I can't go back. I don't even know if it it did look amazing. Who knows? It looks like dog shit now. It looks Terrible. like poop poop. How would you ever play that? I don't know. <laughs> blinders on, because now I have my PS5. Um, yeah, and it was really funny, and it was also one of those games where I really cared about, which you've heard about, I'm sure, in reviews. Um, one of the NPCs, quite a bit, like someone who joins your party, you really, really follow her uh, storyline and kind of help her out through emotional situations, and then of course you just go and kill a bunch of dudes but it is fucking <laughs> as you do as, as you do. do and there's an ai robot by the way and which i always love games with some sort of ai in it um yeah wonderful wonderful i highly recommend that game uh if i it'd be amazing if they did uh, an update or like a uh, outer worlds 2 for ps5 i would just be all over
0: it excellent excellent i i tried that and i i kind of bounced off it but i think i just wasn't in the mood i actually have a copy of it i'm not gonna... Try to come back to it once uh, this fourth quarter of madness uh, it wears out. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. I know yeah, you, you should really highly of it. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. And we'll talk about it probably. Uh, okay, so that was Outer Worlds for you. My next game for me is Grow Home. Uh, this was a very small kind of indie project that was created from an internal team at Ubisoft. Um, a bunch of people, a couple people, not a bunch, but a couple people at Ubisoft wanted to do something different. I don't know exactly the program that they had, but Ubisoft was doing something where their own employees could do these side projects. And this is one thing. Hit PC, then it hit PS4. It's the story of a little robot named Bud, and he is on a planet. And what he's supposed to do is grow a plant that starts at the surface of the planet all the way up to space where his ship is waiting for him. And so the whole game is just one giant level, and you're climbing, like, basically this giant beanstalk. It's kind of physics-based. You have to, like help guide the plant to grow towards the sun so you can get the height that you need. Um, You can climb it, you can glide, you can do all sorts of weird physics stuff on it. And it's just this really tiny, small experience that is also really experimental. It's really freeform. It's got a lot of heart to it. And I just thought it was just the most wonderful, like, indie experience. I love it so much. Um, I beat it a couple times. My son still plays it occasionally. And we each actually had shirts made, so we do we do love Grow Home um, a, a pretty fair amount. It's it's just a wonderful little thing. I love it so much.
1: You guys really get the uh, artwork and merchandise done from games you like. Oh, uh, you know what though? I will tell you the guy, the artist for this
0: game, his name is Jack Kuvella from Ubisoft. He made a shirt for himself that was Bud the Robot going back to school, and I'm like, oh Jack, and he knew me because I liked the game, right? So I'm like, Jack, I love that thing. Can I get a shirt like that? He's like, yeah. So we had some shirts made. There's only oh, really three. Cool. Of those shirts in existence
1: and we have two of them whoa special hey you know what i actually saw that game at an indie like game party in seattle um when it was coming out for pc i want to say right it oh came out yeah for steam. okay i think it came out yeah for P- steam or pc first and i remember seeing it projected on the wall or something at a weird little club and going like oh wow that looks so weird and cool and then i also played it on ps4 later um so i enjoyed that game that was really fun and cute
0: very cute very cute okay so that was my next game carlos let's go to your number seven
1: uh this one has an asterisk
0: oh another asterisk take the ps5 out of it
1: no no this uh this one i think shit will it really maybe it will change it with the ps5 okay here's what i'll say (laughs) my number seven in this list is watchdogs 2 okay watchdogs i love i've always well okay The first Watch Dogs I enjoyed, but it was, like, kind of broken and fucked up. It was kind of bad. We can say it was kind of bad. Yeah, and it was misleading because what you saw of the original game or the trailers and stuff wasn't that same graphics. Also, Aiden is such a shit character and no one cared about him. But Watch Dogs 2 was an open-world game that I really cared about because the characters you cared about more... You were um, in San Francisco, and I've mentioned this on the show, but I lived there for a long time, so to see all that stuff created one for one was really awesomely done Um, and just really enjoyed that kind of game. I mean, that's if it's not first-person melee open world slash RPG, then it's third-person open world. That's, like, some of my favorite shit. So I enjoyed it really a lot, Uh, played it, beat all the DLC, did everything for that game. And the asterisk was because I just started playing Watch Dogs Legion, and yes, on the PS5, it does look ridiculous. So it is.
0: It is, again, take the PS5 out of it again.
1: But. 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 No, you know what? I'm going to take it out. I'm editing myself along with your help. Because I think now that I've finished Watch Dogs Legion, I still like Watch Dogs 2 overall better. Like how, Story-wise or yeah, gameplay-wise? Yeah, kind of everything. Because I feel like it all kind of came together better. And, and Watch Dogs Legion was really cool and um just a different experience and it definitely has like you know fighting the fascist regime and fighting cops and authority but it's done watchdogs 2 is done in a kind of more chill way and i just had more fun playing watchdogs 2 interesting if that makes sense like watchdogs legion was kind of heavy and i was like whoa um yes so we'll take that asterisk away again and it's just watchdogs 2
0: Watchdogs too. That is a favorite of a lot of people, so I, I can easily see why you picked that one for sure. Uh, let's see, my next game, in no particular order, is one that we talked about at length uh, when it came out. Death Stranding. I think I'm going to choose that no. one. Oh, I so so I do have an asterisk with this one, but it has nothing to do with the PS5. <laughs> my asterisk is that I think the story in Death Stranding is absolute garbage. We talked about this. I think the story is awful. Kojima, Hideo Kojima absolutely needs script help and he absolutely needs an editor. Uh he needs people to bounce his ideas off. If you took a dried piece of dog shit and set it on fire and listen to the crackling, that would tell you a better story than Death Stranding does. Oh my goodness. I hate the story in Death Stranding, but I'm choosing it because I think the gameplay is like fucking amazing. Like I love how it plays. I love the focus on a lot of non combat just like schlepping boxes from point a to point b seems crazy and boring but i had so many wonderful zen moments of like climbing a mountain or seeing some beautiful vista at the top of a valley or just going through a forest or something just just the mechanics i think were really great like balancing the thing on your back and watching out for the the toxic rain and and beyond that the integration of the community aspects i think was really like next level where the number of people playing contributed to the world that you were in. So, if more people took the route that you took, the route became easier to go on, and it changed the the physical landscape. I mean, that's pretty fucking genius. That dude. stuff like, was I, so cool, super genius. Like, you know, I don't think Kojima can write his way out of a paper bag, but I give that dude props for being a mechanical design genius. Like, his gameplay elements are just off the hook. Like, I mean, nobody does gameplay like Kojima. So, I give him props, and because of that, I do choose Death Stranding because. Story aside, I just had the best time just playing that game, like driving that motorcycle on an open field, grassy plain, bringing a box to somebody, just going back and forth. I just, it seems like so weird and boring, but man, I had the best time playing it. So I really, I'm going to stick with Death Stranding, even though I do have a lot of caveats with it.
1: Yeah, it almost made my list because of that point where we both, when we talked about it in the show, we were just so excited about the experience and like you said the other players affecting the world and just the weirdness of it and the desolate area that you're going to and just it's crazy we have like experiences and moments from that game um but it's not on my list
0: (laughs) yeah no I mean I hear you though and I and I I don't begrudge anybody who doesn't choose it I think there's a lot of reason for it to not be on anybody's list um but I you know I, I think those moments that you mentioned those moments for me were strong enough and it was so different and so unique that I had to I had to choose it. So, All right. there we go. Uh so that is me. Uh Carlos, let's go to your number 6. What
1: you got? Uh Final Fantasy 15. Ooh, okay. That's the boys uh, boys day out, right? Boys day out in their car, having fun, uh, going and driving around. Um I think hitting on girls, maybe. that was that Who is that lady in the, he said the mechanic or whatever? Yeah. I,
0: I never I never played it. I cannot say.
1: Okay. There's a mechanic, and she's, like, scantily dressed. It's kind of weird. Besides that, uh, Final Fantasy 15. love the action, love, um, again, third-person RPGs. I just love this game to death. Again, something similar where I played 100-plus hours, uh, beat it, then kept playing it. And right now, uh, I might go back to it because they just released a PS5... Um, I think it's PS4 and PS5 version, where they've added all the DLC, uh, which I don't think I actually played one of the DLCs. And they added a first-person mode for part of it, which is crazy. Yeah, and then they also added a dungeon so that if I restarted it, you can go right to the ending of the game, beat it, and then play all the DLC. So I might go back i digress the reason i like it is because yeah the um the real-time action uh in the rpg is fantastic it's like did you have a hammer i didn't have a hammer this time no but remember this is the one this final fantasy you're playing lots of characters so you don't just play one character you you sometimes do but lots of times you're switching back and forth so yeah it's just done well i mean it was so beautiful again ps4 i think ps4 pro and looked amazing played amazing the ending was one of my favorite Final Fantasy endings ever. Um, I don't want—I won't say a spoiler about it, but just how it, the literally the last scene was fantastic. Uh, I love it. I love it to death. I love it so much that I might go back and play it, which I don't do for RPGs. But there's enough there that I might actually do it. Let me ask you a question.
0: So I've never played this one. I kind of fell out of JRPGs a while ago because I just felt like they were just too full of stuffing and they take too long. And I kind of lost interest in them. I got tired a lot of the tropes too. But I have heard a lot of people pick this one as one that they really enjoyed. And it does seem to really be off the beaten path as far as earlier Final Fantasies go. I will say um, I was considering playing it a while ago. But one thing that stopped me was I heard a lot of people talking about like a late game dungeon. And I don't have a lot of details. But it was like you were in a prison or something like that. And I heard a lot of people say it was like an absolutely like hellish experience. And when I heard that, I was like, well, maybe I'm not going to play this then. Do you remember that? Was it a problem for you? Is that a a barrier or not? No big deal. Or what do you you know what I'm talking about?
1: I don't remember the prison. I might have like blocked it out of my memory because it was something I didn't like. But I do. I will say this near the end. There is some kind of like changing of the way it feels and the way you're playing the game literally i wish i could do a spoiler but i won't but one of the characters has a really big thing happen to them and this is another reason i like it because i thought it was just going to be like oh you know i have to talk vague here uh oh it's like some little big life event for you know one of the characters but it's a life event for the character that actually affected gameplay and i was like whoa this is crazy so near the end it got really different i would say But I think that's a strong suit. I wouldn't say it's a a negative thing. Okay. Well, I don't
0: have the specifics. I just heard, like, at the time that it was out, a lot of people were, like, having some real sour stomach over it. So it kind of spooked me a little bit. But maybe I'll come to it. Maybe once I get a PS5 or something. Maybe I'll get you on sale or something. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that is Final Fantasy XV. My next pick, again, in no particular order, I think I'm going to have to choose Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun. This is a turn based squad tactical action somewhat in the vein of like an XCOM but not really because you have a very specific group of ninja and samurai that you're using and the levels in this game are absolutely huge they're really intricate they're very difficult and the difficulty level of this game is pretty high it's it's pretty steep but um they do a quick restart thing which is great you can save as much as you want but the thing that really made this game stand out to me was like each character had a different set of powers and like trying to figure out which ones worked best in which situation was wonderful. And on top of that, there was a system where you could set up your characters. I think you Ultimately, I think you had five at the most. You could set up all of them to do a different action and then you could hit a button and all of those actions could happen at the same time. So it wasn't just a matter of taking a turn and then taking a turn and taking a turn. I mean, you could do that, but in some situations... For example, there'd be like two guards, and there'd be like a guy in a watchtower, and there'd be somebody that was going to ring a bell or something. And so you had to like get them all at the same time. And the intricacy of like taking all of your squad, lining them all up in different places, and having them all do something different one ninja's going to, you know, fire an arrow, one guy's going to throw a shuriken, one guy's going to stab somebody. And then you hit a button and it all goes off at the same time set up some really, really interesting situations tactically. And I thought it brought a kind of flavor of gameplay that I haven't really experienced uh not not very often maybe like once or twice before but that kind of gameplay doesn't come up too often because i think it's really difficult to do and shadow tactics did it amazingly i just and the story the story also was quite good there was a number of really emotional pieces dialogue was great i really felt like i had a good team of characters and not just like random grunts on my team you know like i really appreciated they took some time to to illustrate the humanity of these these characters so shadow tactics to me was wonderful shadow tactics blades of the shogun Okay, so uh, that was Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. Carlos, what is your number five?
1: Oh, I think I'm picking Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Yeah, that is an open world game again. Guess what? Surprise. I like open world games. Um, I mean, this is, you know, one of the most realized open worlds. It just felt so real. Um, Again, before PS5's Valhalla which feels very real, but it, at the time it was unbelievable. I love how they do the music um, when they bring the music in, in certain scenes. It's just so epic. And the world just felt like a living, breathing world you wanted to be in. And the old West is fun. And the story was intense. And you got to really care about your settlers, your like uh, village that you kind of build up and the people that go on the missions with you. And when people die, which spoilers some do, you feel bad. And then without saying too much of a spoiler, the ending is like not a happy ending. And that's very interesting and I like that. And then you've probably heard the rumors, but there's like a game after the game. Do you know about that part? I don't know anything about
0: it unless you're talking about the online stuff.
1: No, no, no. Uh, There is a almost, it's basically like a, like another campaign after the game's over. Oh, okay. And, and it's really crazy because, I don't want to spoil it, but it's something really, really cool where you're like, oh, the credits rolled, but I'm going to play another game now. That's, <laughs> it's insane. So um, I fucking love this game, and it, it's just so realistic, and I love how the NPCs reacted to you know, things you did to them, or like you, you know, it just the world felt alive, and the, the animals, etc. cetera. So uh, the only thing that's bad about this game is, uh, and I know we're not supposed to do that because these are top games, but the horses would run into trees. And come on, <laughs> come on. Besides that.
0: Excellent. I've actually never played Red Dead Redemption 2, so I can't say anything about it. I I was somewhat interested because I played most of the first uh, Red Dead Redemption, but it just was like too long. And it got to the Mexico part. And I'm like, oh, this is a drag. And I kind of didn't finish it. And I heard a lot of people say that this one was like even longer and that traversal was like really long. And it it seemed like people liked it. But at the same time, they didn't do a lot of concessions towards quality of life. And that's really like the zone that I live in these days is like any game that I really get into has to have a really good quality of life because of life. So I don't know. I, maybe I'll come back to it. I mean, a lot of people like it. I'm interested in the Western theme, but have not have not dipped a toe in yet.
1: OK, well, it'll be there when you're ready.
0: It'll be there, maybe on a PS5, who knows. PS5 upgraded, up version, we'll see. Uh,
1: next game for me, I
0: think I'm going to choose Hitman as a series, Hitman 1 and 2. Uh, I love Hitman. Hitman is great, probably one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, taking Agent 47, the bald-headed assassin with the UPC code on the back of his neck, and going into all these different levels to kill people is just phenomenal. I don't, I don't know of anybody else in the industry that does games like this, And it's not even like really that violent. It's more about puzzles and trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B or how to do something without being seen. Um, It's about figuring out the little moving pieces of a level. It's about studying things and figuring out what goes where and where the the cracks in the foundation are and how you can work your way in. And apart from that, Hitman has a phenomenal sense of humor, which is something that people don't really seem to know. I mean, people who play Hitman know, but people on the outside looking in are like, oh, this looks dark and grim and you're killing people, and I don't want to kill people. That seems really mean-spirited. But it's such a funny game. There are so many laugh-out-loud moments. There's so much silliness and lightness to this game. So yeah, you are a Hitman. Yeah, you're killing people. But some of the stuff is just so redonkulous. Um, I can't help but crack up. So I think uh, the PS4 entries are the best the series has, has ever been, and I am I just I love them to death. Hitman 1 and 2 on PS4 is fantastic.
1: I I think we've talked about it before on the show, but I I definitely have my issues with the new series, and I'm one of the weirdos who likes Blood Money. Is that the action one? Blood... No, you like... I know what you're talking about. You like
0: the bad one. I like the bad
1: one. Yeah, you yeah. like the
0: bad one. I can't remember what it's called. It's. Uh, I know what you're talking about though.
1: Yes. It's like an action-y kind of game, and I'm like, yes, Oh, yes, this yes. is fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. You like the worst hitman that's ever been.
1: Yeah, yeah I true. sure do. Yeah, I sure do. And if anybody way listening, absolution. also likes I think it. It's absolution. absolution. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that sounds right. Yeah. And if you like that, please message me on Twitter onawa and say <laughs> you're not wrong. It's uh, really fun.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Carlos, what is your number four?
1: Uh, God of War, for okay. war, for war, God of for war. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm I'm, I'm drinking. Uh, you know Jack Daniels. So <laughs>
0: we know what you're talking about. We got gotcha. you.
1: Anyways, God of War. Come on, it's got to be on everybody's list. I think. I don't know if it it's in it list. It is not on
0: my list. Ooh, not even close.
1: It's not even close. Not even close. Okay. Well, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I love the reboot. I love the world that existed. Uh, the whole telling the story. The the son experience was really interesting having a son a virtual son what you're laughing i was just laughing
0: because you said the son and i just thought of it going boy like he oh did, you yeah know, yeah. Gonna, it's funny. yeah
1: well what's really interesting is that you know um and this is not saying too much but like you go through different things with that kid uh, as his father and like at some point he doesn't listen to you like it's a minor spoiler But he's like, you know, normally you're just like telling him all these things, like you're the wise old God of war dad. But then at some point he's like, fuck you, you know, and he doesn't listen to you. And I was like, wow, this is an interesting experience. I'm getting out of a game where like, I'm really frustrated with my son (laughs) and I wish he would listen to me. And then there's a really cool, like surprise thing at the end and really good voice acting, just well done. And and at the time, again, on PS4, uh, it just looked beautiful so overall really really fun adventure game uh some of the fighting got a little frustrating near the end but uh really really cool that hammer thing you know the what's it the um the axe the axe that comes back to you yeah just really 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 cool mechanic and a ton of other games like copy them after that so yeah i think it had to be on my list because it was a pretty powerful moment for me to go through that experience and uh with the graphics with the story but also with like this relationship with a kid which I didn't expect to get out of a game.
0: Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to like. I mean, my quick take on that game is I think there is a very wonderful 10-hour game in that 30-hour experience. Like, I think that it was just too long, too bloated. I think there's a lot of good stuff, but I think it kind of got caught up in the AAA development and just going big, big, big maybe wasn't the right way to go. Mm. But I understand why people like it, and I do think there are some very cool parts to it. So not on my list, though. All right. Uh, Next pick for me is going to be extremely controversial. I bet this is the one that I think most people are going to think I'm completely Looney Tunes for, but I will absolutely stand by this one until the end. Uh, Metal Gear Survive, I think, is a wonderful experience.
1: You are Um, Looney Tunes.
0: Yeah, I I know that a lot of people don't like it, but I'll tell you why. Um, This game takes the mechanics that Kojima pioneered, and as we just discussed earlier on the Death Stranding segment, I mean, he knows his mechanics, right? So the team that was working with him kept this game going have the same mechanics so it's still a lot of the quality gameplay but recontextualizing it as a survival game really works and it shows how strong those elements are um i think the story was fine it was just very straightforward and i think it was comprehensible which is not always true of kojima games so i appreciated that i could understand what was going on uh and also the the feeling of having a base and building up that base and finding people, rescuing people, bringing them back to your base and building up your home base was amazing. Like, I felt such a good feeling of ownership in what I was building up. And the the feeling of going out to these places to have these near-death escapes, dodging zombies, bringing back a survivor, running for your life. There was, like, so many exciting aspects of it. And I felt like it was a perfect balance between action-y but not pure action and survival and crafting, but not too much of that. Like, it was, like, right in the sweet spot where I felt like everything was exactly the way it needed to be. And I know this game got totally shit upon when it came out by all the Metal Gear fans and, and the haters and stuff, but this game did not get enough credit for what it did right, and I feel like it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. I loved it. I had a great time. So I stand by, by this one as one of my favorite uh, PS4 titles.
1: I will say this, in your defense, when I did play it, I remember going like, well, this is more Metal Gear than people are giving it credit for. Totally. You know what I mean? Like As soon as I started playing I was like expecting this action game where I'm running around doing, like, all this, like, killing of zombies. It's not that at all. No. It's, it's very much, like, set up a base and do these kind of strategy things that you would do in Metal Gear. I don't know why people didn't talk about that more. So um, I just, I also didn't care for it. But I did, you know, it's more Metal Gear than it than people think.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Carlos, this brings us to your, ooh, we're getting close to the end here, your number three. All right. Here we are in the top three. And, Top uh, three.
1: Let's do this. My voice is going to change now. Let me get a deeper more and more serious. gravelly, so you know we're serious. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or, or I've been drinking more. um Number three, which it easily could be a number one, Greedfall.
0: Greedfall. Ooh, I was just reading up on the new version and some new DLC coming for Greedfall.
1: Ooh, I will be playing that for sure. And they're working on their next game um right now. I think they are far in development on I don't know. You can check me on that. But Greedfall, um, oh my goodness, Spiders, is that right? Spiders, yes, that French studio. Oh, I love them to death. I love them to death. And we talked about it on the show many times. Uh, very, very cool, again, third-person RPG, yes. There's a theme. Yes, I played Melee. Yes, I hit things with a big stick, probably. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot what my weapon was in that game, but, um, you do have to actually shoot in that game sometimes. So there's actually, like, muskets and stuff, but, um really fun there's all these factions and you basically can pledge allegiances to different factions and they can help you out later in the in the game so there's kind of multiple endings as well as multiple paths through the rpg it's a really believable world in the fact that it's this uh mix of fantasy and realistic uh from that time period and in general i did find like some native type people uh and it was really fun to align with them and essentially, I think I told you on the show that I aligned just with them at the end of the game. I do game.
0: recall that. I do recall that, yes. It
1: was like, your alliance is unfavorable, unfavorable, unfavorable. <laughs> and then I was like, with the natives, very favorable. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked how I got to align with the with the group that I wanted to align with. And I feel like I really role-played that game. So a fantastic RPG. If you haven't played it, I think it's like $8 or something now. For some reason, it's on sale. Um don't quote me on that it's not eight dollars but it's cheap ish and it's fantastic and you'll spend tons of hours in it
0: i dipped a toe into it unfortunately it got released when i was in the middle of a lot of um review commitments and so i didn't have a lot of time but i did try like the first i don't know like two hours of it i really liked what i saw i really want to get back to it i'm a big fan of spiders and this thing is totally right up my alley. Like it's kind of Euro-janky, it's kind of freeform, it's got this weird theme. I I like everything I saw. I just need to make some time for it, so I definitely want to get back to it. But there is a PS5 version on the way, and I believe there's also going to be some new content for it as well. So maybe people who have not played it yet can maybe check it out on the PS5. And I think I have seen it on sale multiple times for the PS4, so you can you can get into it pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, just it has Elex vibes all over it. So absolutely, and that's good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Um, let's see here, my next pick. <clears throat> one that uh got really overshadowed when it released, it picked a like the worst possible day in the world to release. Uh I choose Mad Max as one of my favorite experiences Ooh, on PS4. Yes. I love Mad Max coming from Avalanche. You know, it's not based on the film that everybody loves. Um, you're not gonna have charlize Theron or anything in there. But using the same IP, the same idea of this guy being out in the wasteland, building up a car. You have a buddy who rides around with you, and you're just like in this desert, and the desert is gorgeous. The weather effects are gorgeous. The world is just like awesome to drive through. There's so much great action on foot, in your car. It's just a really, really well put together game, and I thought it was just fun as hell to play. I really loved what they did with it, and very true to the concept of the IP. Unfortunately, it released exactly on the day that Metal Gear Solid 5 released, and everybody in the world wanted to play Metal Gear Solid 5. so... So most people did not buy Mad Max uh, because they only could buy one game and they bought Metal Gear Solid 5. And all the people in the review sphere who had to review Mad Max got real salty because they wanted to be playing Metal Gear Solid 5, So they rushed through Mad Max as quick as they could. Hurry, 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 scurry, 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 just get through it. And they were all super bitter and sour because they were rushing through, uh, you know, like a 20, 30 hour game in one weekend so they could get to Metal Gear Solid 5. Most of the reviews do not give it props for what it does well it got a real bum rush and i'm very sad about that because mad max i think is pretty fucking awesome
1: it's pretty awesome i would i forgot about that um i actually totally forgot about it for my list but i would put it in at least my top 20 and top 15 even it's it's really good it's like surprisingly good
0: yeah it's shockingly good i really i think it's great so uh carlos that brings us to your number two. Oh my gosh i just realized i forgot a game <laughs> Oh my god! Well, you got some. You got some honorable some, mentions, don't you?
1: Yeah, I have one honorable mention, and I'll put it in there. Uh, right, so my there. my full list uh, already done. Number two is Horizon Zero Dawn. Wow! Really? I'm surprised. Really? Why are you surprised? It's a fantastic I, game.
0: Uh, no, it's not. But I'm surprised. I don't remember you talking about it that much. Did we talk about it, or was this before you were on the show?
1: Hold on. I'm going to rewind for a minute. Did you say no? It's not. Yeah, it's not a great game. Oh, so we didn't talk about it on the show then. We must not have talked <laughs> about it on the show. <laughs> we would have hit this conti- con- um, conflict. I, see, I can't even talk because I'm so angry. <laughs> Spitting oh. fire
0: already. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay, we'll we'll take that offline, as they say.
0: That's fine. We'll, we'll do a Skype afterwards. Separate Skype. Um,
1: I really enjoyed it. Now, I'll tell you a reason why you might not think of uh, why it's awesome as well. And it's it matches something that Greedfall did uh horizon zero dawn i think you know i really enjoyed the action adventure uh world that existed i won't say rpg i don't feel like it was that i felt like it was more of a just a an action-y game where you fought robot dinosaurs yeah um and again at the time i think it was ps4 pro it just was fucking beautiful right uh, yeah and showcase for sure showcase for sure the world was great to live in and be in a different biomes right snowy and uh, jungly and all that stuff. And me being the melee action guy, I never did a lot of the stuff the reviewers did where they like d- use the hiding and the stealth. I just like would level up every spear I could find and then just hit things. So for me, it was more of an action game and I really just did a lot of combat. But the main reason it's on my list is because it was an interesting juxtaposition of the story about the future and the it's like the future. Uh, you know, post-apocalyptic, but it's all nature. But then there's a, a flashbacks to the other future. So, I know I'm getting confusing. But basically, if it's 2020 now, Horizon Zero Dawn takes place in let's say 3020, and they flash back to like 2100 or something, right? So you see our future. Oh, I think I've made this worse.
0: I think I think we get the gist. I mean, there's juxtaposition <laughs> of time periods back and forth i mean i I get we get what you're saying we get you You
1: know time is a construct um (laughs) so anyways it's i just liked how they jumped back and forth and showed like old memories and it kind of got you more invested in the character because you learn a lot more about you know where she came from and what 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 the plight was but then the best part is the dlc is similar to native americans it
0: was the wintertime dlc right the frozen frozen thing
1: yeah and it basically felt like you were going to meet in like an a native tribe and some people go like, Oh, that's like, um, you know, what's the word for it? Uh, appropriation. Appropriation. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they just took cues on a, a native type culture and then they made a fictitious one. And, and I think it felt great. Like for me, it felt like something that would be, you know, existing that you could go talk to and talk to the wise old woman. And I know it's just really cool. So it kind of extended my love for that game. Uh, but yeah, in general, it was beautiful and I really in, did enjoy where the story went to, especially after the DLC.
0: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, that's a, that's a very popular one. I know a lot of people really like that one a lot, so that makes sense. Uh, let's see, my next pick, second to last pick, and again, these are in no particular order. I think I'm going to do a little bit of a cheat, so maybe a little bit of an asterisk. Um, I'm going to pick Yakuza as a series because you can now actually play the entire series on PS4 and I actually would recommend it, even though that's a huge undertaking. I mean, hundreds of hours of game there. But this is one of the few series where it really does matter about the story. Like the characters, how they grow over time, the events that happen. And if you play 1 one through 7 or whatever it is, that's maybe there's 8, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, like it really grows and changes like the the time you put in really pays off uh, and every time you get a new game you they call back to things that happened in the past and you remember why certain characters behave a certain way because of something you did two games ago and it just it ties together in a way that I think almost no other games do especially over that length of time um, you know a lot of games can have you know one or two game arc of story but this is like Like, I think the original arc is like seven games and each game is like monumentally huge. And the writing, I think, is really great. So I love the Yakuza series and I I picked them all because you can play them for the first time now on PS4, where originally it was like the first two games were on PS2 and then there was a couple that were on PS3 and then there's a couple on PS4. And if, you know, they weren't backwards compatible for a while and all this all this nonsense. But now I think they've done their homework. Um, The series has really taken off after being kind of a niche kind of thing for many years it's it's reached the popularity that i think it deserves and now everything's been upgraded and remastered and re- remade and you can get the whole schmear on ps4 so i'm playing um like a dragon right now and god you know i don't know how these developers keep doing it because i thought i was done with the series and i, I tried like a dragon and i'm like god damn it i sucked me right back in these games Ooh. are so fucking good it's so good it's so, like uh what
1: was it? Um... Oh my goodness, I'm trying to think of the game, that movie. Um, Goodfellas, it's a good, not Goodfellas, uh, Godfather 3, where Al Pacino goes, I try to get out, but then they pull me back in. That is exactly it.
0: I thought I was out, and yeah. I'm like, I don't think I want to do another Yakuza, but then I'm like, well, maybe. Once yeah. I heard it was turn based, and they suck me back in. Yeah. So, anyway, Yakuza as a series, I think, is a great experience and a pretty singular experience, too. I don't know that there's very many games out there anywhere that are like Yakuza, so definitely recommend that. Which brings us to Carlos'
1: brrr, <laughs>
0: your
1: number 1 PS4 game. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise, should it? I don't know. What is it? You you want you want to guess? Uh, I got to be honest, dude, I don't know. The so Witcher 3.
0: Okay, all right. That's that is that is a good choice. Uh, gosh, because you know, that is also my <laughs> This is the one I was going to talk about next, too.
1: Really? It's your number one? Or are you the next one? I mean,
0: not my number one, but I did save the one that I liked a lot for last. So I think we're talking about the same game at the same time.
1: Well, we didn't plan that. Um, Yeah, I mean, what is it? 200 hours I played? I played a weird number of hours in this game. It's a lot of hours. All the DLC. I played all the DLC. Every single second of it. Kept playing it after that. It was a very good game. Right now, in my opinion, Valhalla looks better is similar um but the witcher 3 is not just for its graphics as you will probably talk about soon the stories the stories are so cool and so interesting and all the side missions i'll say most of the side missions were whole little stories in themselves that you really cared about and they weren't just fetch quests like go get me some flowers for some fucking stew They were like, oh, there's a ghost, and it has an unrequited love, and there's a whole fucking melodrama happening here. Um, Fucking fantastic. I mean, there's not really much to say about it.
0: Yeah, I think everybody pretty much is hip to The Witcher right now. I mean, I think a lot of people have played it. Of course, it's available on other platforms, and you know, the TV series, and there's books and everything. I mean, I love The Witcher. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time, Uh, like you said. And I tried... um, Witcher 2, I kind of liked it, didn't really get into it. I wasn't sure I was going to like Witcher 3, but man, um, the gameplay improvements are pretty monumental over Witcher 2. But like you said, it's all about the story, right? Like Geralt of Rivia is a wonderful character, like Yennefer and Triss and all the rest of the cast are great characters. Um, I mean, like you said, every side quest was worth doing. I didn't do like every little question mark on the map because that's like a jillion question marks on a giant map, but I did every quest that had story attached to it and i thought it was like absolutely worth the time like i am mr short game but like i i think i was pretty close to 200 hours as well and it just every minute of it was like i want more of this like i love being in this world i love doing these quests i love what's happening i mean just start to finish just monumental experience i loved being with this cast and i i'm very very uh grateful that i played it and i think it's just it it pretty much stands alone it's a it's a real accomplishment
1: Yeah, and there's something that happens that we can't spoil near the end that was really fantastic and different. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Like the very unusual, world-changing kind of thing that happens near the end?
0: I mean, maybe yes, maybe no. If you're talking about something related to the ending, that is something that... that That's probably my only criticism of Witcher 3 was how they figured out what ending you got. I felt like was kind of horseshit.
1: No, 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 I meant meant the thing that had to do with Siri and her, like, specialness.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that was very cool, that was all very good, yeah, my only complaint about The Witcher was, like, it was way too easy to get, like, a bad ending, which was interesting because it wasn't just a bad ending, I mean, there was weird stuff that happened, but at the same time, after putting in 200 hours, I wanted the good ending, okay, that's what I wanted, and so I was a little bit salty about that, but other than that, great game.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic, and also made me enjoy this series that much more. Because I was like, I love this world. I want to watch more of it. So yeah, highly good. recommend that series as well.
0: There we go. All right, folks. That is my ten games of the PS4. That is Carlos's top ten. Uh, I think we have a pretty good selection of stuff. But we have one more thing to get to before we go. Wait. Uh,
1: wait. What? What? I have my two runners. Oh, you ups.
0: have you have uh, honorable mentions. Okay, let's hear that honorable mentions.
1: Well, one I forgot Rage Two.
0: Oh, yeah, that was your favorite game for a long time.
1: And I still love it. It's so fun, and, and people will sleep on it, and the it, it, it fucking... Oh, my goodness. The shooting is amazing in it. So, Rage 2, back up. Also, Cyberpunk, because it's I'm going to be playing on my PS4 in December. So, it's still this year. So, you could
0: potentially, at December 31st, go back to this list and be like, you know what, cancel. I got to get one of these off of here, because it's, it's possible yep that cyberpunk may boot one of those off of your list okay Easily. i get that yeah
1: yeah that's it that's my only
0: caveat excellent okay i had a couple also rans, but i'm like eh, that's fine I it was whatever we're gonna let it go we're not gonna we're gonna spend time on that um i could have i could have alternates forever so oh, i know yeah le- yeah let's get to the listener votes fans listeners twitter people everybody who responded to my ask about your favorite ps4 games I drowning, drowning in your responses. I don't think I've ever gotten so many responses to a question. Clearly, a lot of people have strong feelings about the PS4. A lot of you listeners wanted to chip in. Thank you all very much. At first, I was going to give you all a named Thanks. But dude, there's no way I don't have time to list off more than more than 500 people who chipped in to give us their responses. Um, before we get to the top picks, Carlos, would you like to take a guess as to what the top PS4 game was, not chosen by you or me, but chosen by the listeners and our Twitter followers, because the number one choice was number one by a fucking mile. There was no other game that was even close to it in, num- in terms of number of votes. What do you think they chose?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I think I was looking for a little while, but I can't. Wait, Fortnite doesn't count, does it? No, no. Okay. No one said Fortnite. Um, what did they say?
0: i don't i don't think I, i'm not even gonna take a stab
1: at it just tell me
0: it's funny because i don't think that i would have guessed it either but the number one choice chosen by listeners twitter people everybody who's uh, a fan of so video games by a mile bloodborne number one choice
1: Ooh, okay that makes sense by
0: like a jillion votes like so many people i was honestly shocked i knew that there was going to be like the souls contingent of people that would be repping it but man like that is that is everybody's favorite ps4 game hands down.
1: By the way, if it is, and you know how much I don't like Souls games, but I heard it, it's very beautiful as well, maybe I, maybe I go back and just look at it, or no? No, okay. it's not even
0: worth looking at, dude. Okay. I don't even think it's that good looking.
1: I don't oh, think it is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's
0: weird. I, You know, I played Bloodborne, finished it. I like parts of it, but I also have a lot of problems with it. It's not my favorite experience at all. So I get people like it, though. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff to it. So I I can see why they chose it, but not, as as we just heard, not even on my top ten. So uh next one down uh second choice god of war which you chose Mm, good pick that one got a good number of votes uh so that's number two the next ones are kind of in clusters a lot of these have like the exact same number of votes so i'm just going to read these off and we'll just kind of like all put them in the same basket uh the next two together down the list are near automata and the last guardian both of those got the exact same amount of votes
1: automata Uh, almost made my list
0: mm, yeah i mm, i'm just not feeling
1: automata did you play the last guardian I didn't play Last Guardian. I mean, I played it a long time ago, but.
0: Man, the Last Guardian was very close to my top 10 just because of how the AI of the monster works. It's pretty fucking amazing, uh, but didn't make the list. But I can see why people picked that. So those were the next ones down. Uh, let's see this. The next cluster of games, all again, all had the same votes. So we had The Last of Us Part Two, Persona 5, hmm. The Outer Wilds, and Ghost of Tsushima, which I think is probably scanning by because it's brand new.
1: Yeah, and, and at the time, again, before PS5 and ray tracing, it was, you know, the most fantastic-looking game on PS4. Um, so Outer Wilds, though, interesting, not Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds no, was, was also outer, American.
0: Yeah, Outer Wilds. And it just, I'm glad you brought that up, because that is a different one. People are getting confused. The one you liked was the Outer Worlds, which was like the first-person RPG-ish game. Outer Wilds is the one where it's like a roguelike sci-fi narrative game where you're cry- trying to discover why the universe is collapsing mm-hmm. totally different experiences they're almost exactly the same name which is very confusing for a lot of people uh i was also surprised honestly to see that last of us 2 was so much higher up on the list than last of us 1 and again i think probably better graphics and it's newer I I really don't think it's a better game, but but not my choice, not my list. That's what the readers and listeners and participants chose. Um, The last group of games, again, that we're going to end on this, they all basically had the same amount of votes here. Death Stranding, Hitman, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mm. Metal Gear Solid Five, No Man's Sky, Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, Uncharted 4, and Yakuza 0. Those were all kind of in the same basket. So those... Were the picks any feelings on those, Carlos?
1: No, all good picks. I, by the way, you had mentioned Persona earlier, and I, Persona 5 almost made the list too. I really did like it, but it got a little long for me. Um, I mean, that game is so many hours, but I really did like that. And yeah, some of the ones that we picked, both of us are on that list.
0: Yeah, yeah, so pretty good list here. Uh, good. It, it's interesting too, because I think that a lot of the, the listener, uh, picks. Are ones that I think are uh, PS4 exclusives. Many of these on the list are PS4 exclusives, um, which makes sense. I totally get that. And a lot of them, I think, are a lot of AAA stuff on here, too. So that makes sense as well. I think you and I both maybe we enjoy our AAA, but I don't think that we are particularly like devotees of AAA. Do you think that's fair?
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, we, we we play Switch games, we play indie games, we play, I play always weird ass fucking Steam games. Um, But yeah, it's just whatever kind of resonates with us. Last time for me, though, especially on these PS4, I definitely played some indie games that could have made close to a top 10, but the reason why for me, personally, and maybe why some of the listeners also put that on their list, is how many hours you get out of a game, you know? True, true, very true. Like, we don't want that to be padding, and we've talked about it on the show before, we don't want, like, a, a game to get padding of 30, 40 hours just to be longer, but when it does it in the natural way that it would, then it's it's memorable to us, you know we we have been in that world for a very long time, and I think that's why it makes our list more than a cool experience or something.
0: yeah, no, that's very true. that's very true. Uh, okay, well, that is it. We got my top ten. We got your top ten. we got the listeners' top ten. I think those are a great spectrum of games to choose from. I think anybody who Perhaps wants to catch up on some of these, we'll be in for some really great experiences. And I think this was a good way to close out the, or you know, quote unquote, close out the PS4 era. I mean, new games are still coming. I still don't have PS5, so don't close it just yet. But (laughs) I think we are transitioning, and I think this is a good way to send it off. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yes. And uh, all those are great picks. Anybody listening to any of those games, uh, go buy one of them, at least if you can.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, that is it for this special show. But before we go, as usual, we want your questions and comments. Hit us up, sovideogamespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter as a show, at Games, but you can reach us individually. Carlos, where can people find you this week?
1: YouTube.com slash a lot of things, and that's where you'll find that video uh, under a lot of games, which is the where I'm painstakingly going through and making this list and drinking alcohol. So go YouTube.com slash a lot of things.
0: Excellent. As for me, same as always, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's, on Twitter, on Instagram. And next week, we will be back with a regularly scheduled show, although I do want to give you a heads up that very near in the future, we are going to be doing our best game stories of all time. Another strong response from the listeners, another one where I had to recruit my wife to help me write them all down because we got so many responses. i uh, really, really happy that we've been having so much... Um, interaction with the the fans lately so that's great we got a lot of uh good stuff to talk about then but you can look forward to a regular show next time it's probably gonna be a jam-packed one i don't know about you carlos i've been playing a shitload of games that we got to talk about
1: yeah i have like at least five in the hopper as they say
0: it's gonna be ridiculous so join us for episode 209 next time but for now
1: uh that's it for the show we'll be back before you know it this is bye from brad and i'll see you later mr alligator from carlos Redella. Smooth.